Good afternoon, everybody. It's JP Gwynn over here at Palace Coffee House in Amarillo National Bank, where lately I've been telling everybody I'm like Amarillo National Bank. I'm everywhere. But they're literally everywhere, everybody. Amarillo National Bank, awesome bank. They're one of our sponsors, and of course, Palace Coffee House. So, today's part two of our podcast. Uh, we were talking about last week about what it takes for a female to be comfortable going into a dealership and buying a car. We're going to do part two of this podcast today, and we actually are going to have a young lady join us and give us some insight to what she thinks needs to happen when she goes into a dealership. How can she feel comfortable and confident in knowing that she's going to go somewhere, buy a car, and I'm going to use this word because it's out there, bamboozled. There you go. I said it. Bamboozled. You know, a lot of times there's older men, younger men that go into a dealership and they feel like they're going to be bamboozled. But in today's world, it's 2018 and unfortunately, I think it's very, very sad that women still get treated in a terrible fashion. Uh, now, I alluded to, to this in the beginning of our first podcast, part one. Kevin, you might remember that. Uh-huh. Where I talked about there was a young nurse that I'd met. And this is where this inspiration came from. It was a local dealership here in town that treated her horribly. And this wasn't like 20 years ago. This was like six months ago this happened. So this is part two because I think it's really important. Uh, let's get uh, Emily introduced to the audience. Emily Tackett the audience. Hello guys. Hello everybody. You might have you might remember her from the last segment that we she was our guest on the Ask the Car Guy Anything part. So we're glad to have her back for this one too. And and just lucky enough to have her join us. And so it's a really big thing to have people from the community, the community we all live in, that we all work in, that we experience these things and to be able to come in and express herself freely in that regard. So Emily, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Emily, uh, tell us just a brief synopsis of you and, and, and what you want the audience to know about yourself. Well, I just recently moved back to Amarillo from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know. Praise God I'm back. <laughs> it's okay. I will be starting my job at Boys Ranch in two weeks, and I'm very excited about moving out there. Kevin, golf clap. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Why'd you move to Oklahoma anyways? Uh-oh. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, right, Em? Yeah, I had to experience something else to realize how great Texas actually is. There you go. There you go. Okay, so questions on the table. You're a female, obviously. Yes. Um, you you want to buy a car. You want to go to a dealership. And we're going to focus on the dealership because going to a used car lot can be a whole nother four podcasts, probably. That's a real different type of a conversation. Mm -hmm. But Kevin and I have discussed this recently that we really think that the dealership model is fixing to change in the next 10 years. You guys are certainly going to see it in your lifetime, and I'm probably going to see it in my lifetime, too. Emily, real quick, tell us what some of your expectations are when you go into a dealership and what you expect. Well, I know that car dealers work off of commission, so I automatically expect that when I drive up, that someone's instantly going to be at my window 
like ready to sell me a car and I haven't had the chance to breathe yet. Okay. So I go in anticipating that move. Does it, are you, let me ask you this, maybe a different choice of words, does it creating some anxiety maybe and stress? Yes. Okay. Because I feel like I have to know it all right at that second. Okay. Okay. And I don't know it all. Right. That's okay. I'm there to browse, not necessarily to buy at the first second I see a car. Okay. So that brings me to a question. That's one of your number one expectations, and that's what you're expecting to happen, right? Yes. Some of what some of the, tell me some of the other things that you would like to see happen when you go to a dealership as a female. What would you like to see? I, me personally, I would like to have a little bit of time to myself to look, get my bearings, because each car, each car dealership is different. You know, each name brand of car is completely different. So I currently drive Kia, but if I want to switch to a GMC, like I want to take the time to look at what GMC cars have to offer and then gather my questions and then want to talk to a car salesman about what I have come to perceive. Question. Um, Being that you're part of this wonderful generation we know today as the millennials. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, As the sales professional on the other side, we are understood and we are educated in the fact that your generation, and we could be wrong in this, so this is kind of groundbreaking podcast stuff here. Um, We were under the assumption that you've already done a lot of your research that you know a lot more than previous generations. But what you're telling me is that may not be true. You're just a regular shopper and you want to come in and just look. Is that correct? Me personally, yes. I do believe millennials do do their research. Okay. But I'm kind of a a whim person. Like, sure. let's just go look at a car. Like, hey, I'm interested in changing. Exactly, okay. Let's just go look. Right. what are some of the other things that come off the top of your head? So you've got, you want to go in, you want to feel comfortable, you want to be able to browse, you want to be able to open the door, look inside, sit in it, right? Yes. Okay. Um, is there anything that, if you could think just immediately, what would be something that would be a complete turnoff? Being instantly approached, approached by someone like, Okay, let's, you know, let's look at this car. This car's super great. Like, this is my favorite car. Let's go look at this one. Okay. And not asking me, oh, what are you looking for? Okay. So, because this is completely off the cuff, let me help you with something. So, if a sales professional approached you and said, hey, I'm here to help you look at cars. I understand you're just browsing because you've told me this in our first initial meeting. Uh, if you'd like to go ahead and just look at everything on the lot, I want to let you know that all the doors are unlocked, the keys are in the car, they're in the driver's seat. Uh, we just want you to just feel comfortable. If you need us, we'll be inside. How would that affect your mood and what would it tell you about the dealership? I would feel comfortable because 
they feel comfortable. Right. And so I think that changes the whole dynamic rather than having a shadow. Okay. Besides so, you as your Okay. Now looking. saying that, I think one of the things that would behoove me to say because <laughs> you know I'm the car guy. <laughs> Is that it's we're always under the impression that yeah you may be browsing but we do know that you're eventually going to buy so I just going to tell you Miss Tackett I'm over here in the corner Hi. it's me I'm gonna stand over here if you need me please come get me I would appreciate that okay so much right well and I and and I think that that we're relating to one another in this studio right now doing this podcast and everything it's really different when you're on a car lot and it's 85 degrees and you're thirsty and you're looking for a car and you're not sure what you want things can change so i think we both understand what you're looking for and what you want what would be one other thing that maybe you could think of that maybe say okay that would be a no-no or this would really turn me off if they did this or said this is there anything Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think back to my last experience that I had at the car salesman. Okay. With the car salesman. Okay. And I think it was mainly just, I found a car that I liked, mm-hmm. but I needed time to talk it over with my father who was with me at the time. Right. But I felt like the car salesman wasn't giving us space to do so. Okay. And I think that's just the right only thing I can think of right now. Okay. That's cool. The space. Space and time to think is important. I understand. Well, and especially if you're looking at a vehicle for the first time and you're trying to make a decision on at least a ten or twelve or even fifteen or even a twenty thousand dollar car, that's a huge commitment to a lot of people. That's a huge commitment. So I certainly understand that. I think a lot of salespeople out there understand that. One of the things that I want to ask you is if and when you're ready to buy and you were to go out looking at cars, have you ever thought about doing research on the dealership before you go buy? I actually never have thought about that. Okay. But now that I'm sitting here, I think I would definitely okay. do so. Because that was in part one of our podcast. That was one of the tips that we highly recommend that females do is that is in the whole audience really should do this not just the females but the focus today is females buying cars in 2018 and what it takes to have a good experience um, you should always do research on your dealership that you're going to because unfortunately there are some dealerships in today's world in this entire nation that have bad reputations and I certainly would look at a dealership before I went and I work at one <laughs> okay it's just like whenever you go out and eat I don't know if you're a Yelper but I know a lot of people that just jump on Yelp and look at the reviews I it's- lately have gotten into reviews I Google, make sure I read the Google reviews the Facebook reviews okay. the Yelp reviews all of the reviews right during the process of this whole podcast Kevin, jump in here, buddy. It's your turn. I actually just had a thought. 
that Emily gave me. Okay. Walking into a car dealership at Take two. Get closer. Walking into a car dealership at any point feels like you're meeting someone at the bar. You'll get, when you walk in, they wear a smile, but you get the impression of who they actually are whenever it's time for you to leave. Are they going to try and, like, like I said earlier, try to hold on to your arm a little bit, kind of keep you within arm's reach? Or are they going to be the type to, like, hey, you know, do the exchange, like, here's my card? Or they're going to be like, like, okay, well, it was nice meeting you. Like, you know where I'm at. If you want to, if you need anything else, it'll be like part on good terms. Or, and, and it's just really kind of like that thing where you, like, you see them the next day in the grocery store. Are, you gonna, are, are they going to be like, you're that D-bag from the bar. Or are you going to be like, hey, there's that nice dude I met at the bar. He was really cool. He chatted me up. We made a connection. Like, is it going to be like? Is it going to be one of those two things to start contrast between that and being a woman, being in a, and being in a bar setting is there's a huge contrast between that and being a man. Like, and being what? Between being a man, like you can walk into a bar as a man and just walk out and be like whatever. But a female, it resonates more because now you're surrounded by all these people that you don't know in a situation that can change just like that. And being on your toes and being wary of the dynamic kind of influences the perception of the needs of the people you're dealing with. And whether or not she would want to go back or go to another one. So let me ask you, are you saying that it's not just important to have a relationship between the two, salesperson versus the female client, mm -hmm. that's an important relationship, but the whole dynamic of the entire dealership? The whole dynamic of the experience. Like you don't okay. have the, you know, if you're looking to buy a dress, you know, you don't have the dynamic of that person creeping on you outside of the dressing room mm -hmm. like you would at, at a dealership. And I think it's important for a female to feel like they can browse freely, like you were saying, not feel pressured at all, do the proverbial try-on, mm -hmm. or what we would call a test drive, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. freely, and have input freely. Not necessarily of whether or not you should buy, but changing the question of, like, the car, does it look good on you? Like is, is it, is it, does it fit right? Does it, does mm -hmm. it meet your needs? Because mm -hmm. when you're trying on clothes, you can just be like, oh, this doesn't work. You know, you can go try on something else. And I feel like you, that same principle needs to, would, would make a better experience whenever you're in a buying situation or just a browsing situation at a dealership. Mm -hmm. free, to, free to browse, free to try on, kind of do the twist and twirl, so to speak, mm -hmm. look at yourself in the mirror. And that instant where you're trying to mull it over, you know, it's it's months like we were discussing in an earlier one it, for, or well, in, in the previous one rather, it's I think it's what sixty three days, so two months, a little over two months for an independent woman to make a decision. Yeah. Versus the it's forty. True. Yeah. But no, I agree. Then the forty five days for an independent male. Mm -hmm. By the way, we're just are we dead? No. That was Emily kind of 
jumping up for joy there. She didn't realize that we actually pulled some stats out on the last podcast we did of part one, mm-hmm. which was the percentage of 63% of women take about two months to decide. So they're not the quick shopper that a lot of people think they are. They're, they're, they're kind of mulling it over and making sure the color's right. <laughs> and sometimes making sure it fits right in their style. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, you've got a young lady that's maybe graduated from college like Emily. She's in a mid-sized sedan and maybe she might want to get into a crossover or maybe even a SUV of some sorts. So there's decision-making processes that are changing radically right now. And women tend to take a little bit longer than, than the male species when it comes to buying car and deciding what kind of car. Is that right. correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And can I jump off yes. of what Kevin said and what yes. I would like to see okay. happen in a relationship between a female and a car salesman? Not every female has um, a male confidant like me as have my father to come with me to the dealership where I can, you know, mull over my thoughts and ideas with him. So when I first drive up, I think I mentioned earlier, my guard is up. If I was to walk into a bar by myself, my guard would be up. So I would love a car salesman to just ask me how my day is, how are things going, get to know me, my guard comes down. And then know that I could, then that trust is built where I can mull things over with him and I know that he won't try to bamboozle me because I don't have another male confidant to come with me. Because that's real. Okay, so Emily brought this up. So we're going to kind of dovetail off what she just said. So, and I'm going to kind of go on the defense now. Yes. Okay. So if and when you decide to bring in a male confidant, friend, foe, brother, uncle, whatever, and you bring another person into the transaction of looking at a car and buying a car and going through the whole process, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that is a good thing or do you think that that's sometimes could be a bad thing because like like everybody says, you know, if you go on a date and you bring your brother, then he becomes the third wheel. And so it's a good dynamic to bring in, but I want to let everybody in the audience know that it could disturb the whole thing. You're right. It definitely could disturb the whole thing. Okay. But as a female, when I try on an outfit, I want someone to tell me that it looks good. But I want to make sure I trust that person's opinion. Okay. Would you bring your brother to <laughs> when you try when you bought something at JC Penney's? Probably not. My okay. brother at JC Okay, so then that then that behooves the question, why bring in a guy? Is it because you want to get a guy in there? Because I want to get inside the female mind right now. Do you bring a guy in to help look at a car and buy a car or buy a truck or whatever you're buying that has four wheels and an engine? Do you bring a guy in there because maybe he's an expert and he knows about vehicles? Or are you bringing a guy in that maybe he knows about financing? Is it going to be one or the other? I think for me, it would be my dad for the financing part. I'm okay. not good with the money. Okay. And I want to make sure you know I'm getting. Me neither. I'm not getting money, <laughs> but I'm getting a deal that's good enough to be, you know, paid for for the rest of the months that I'm going to be paying it off. Sure. Okay. So financial questions can be, that's completely understandable. I think a lot of people actually, male, female, 
can use that help. I think one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't realize is that it, it's not a male and female thing. The numbers are the numbers are the numbers. Numbers don't lie. So I think if you have a good sales professional in the process with you helping you go through everything and explaining all the numbers, because I've done it a hundred times for people that don't know math very well, I agree with you. I think that's a good thing. But again, I'm gonna go on the defense a little bit and just remember when it comes down to, and this is for all the females out there now, just remember when it comes down to making a, an agreement to whether to buy or not buy the car, truck, or SUV that you're currently looking at, that it's your decision, not your partner's that you brought in. Yes. And I think that that kind of sometimes gets clouded. And I think we alluded to this in part one of our podcast that it's, if at any point in time you feel um, like it's, uh, the, the walls are coming up with the, with the sales process, that you look at the sales profession and go, hey, uh, Kev, I appreciate you giving us all those numbers and we kind of understand the monthly payment, but if it's okay with you, my, my friend and I, or brother or whoever the male is that you brought in, Emily, uh, we're going to go outside and talk about this for a little bit. Is that okay? And of course, Kevin's going to be, yeah, sure, not a problem. Yeah, you guys can talk about it as long as you want. In fact, I'll go ahead and get it from my desk. You guys stay here. I'm going to go check on some stuff in the service department. You guys sit here and chat, and I'll be back in a few minutes with, to answer all your questions. That's something that a lot of people don't realize is that during the process, it's okay. It doesn't have to keep going and going and going and going and going. And I think that that gets misconstrued with a lot of people when you go and buy a car that they feel like they're under the gun to just make this decision. Well, if you feel like you're under the gun to make this decision, whether you're a female or a male and you're trying to buy something, then you need to just stop the presses and say, hey, we need to go outside and talk. We need to go get a breath of fresh air. Let's go get a drink of water. Because in my book, if you're not comfortable buying at that time, then you need to be comfortable when you, it comes to buying. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. The, the pressure to buy, like in, in this case, not necessarily making, this, making the decision. If you're being pressured to make a decision instead of feeling the pressure of, like, is this what, like, is, oh, I guess a better way to put it, if you're feeling pressure to answer the question, do I buy now, it's the wrong kind of pressure. The, that kind of a pressure does not need to exist. The only pressure that you should honestly feel would be like is like, do I want to spend, you know, 500 and some odd dollars versus, you know, like a mid-range $500 payment to like a low-range 500 or a high four. It shouldn't come down to like, do I buy right now? It should be the, the money difference between what you feel comfortable with and what you would accept. Right. That should be the only pressure that you should make a decision, pressure to make the decision based off comfort level out of necessity instead of do I spend the money right here, right now. That right. is that that kind of pressure doesn't need to be there. 
Agreed. Agreed. And and I think that that's one thing that a lot of it's unfortunate that I'm going to say this, but a lot of dealerships are under the gun to sell when you're in there. And if I can help answer any questions, why is it like that? Well, honestly, because it's a very, 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 very competitive market. It's a very competitive market. Uh, so we know, <laughs> and again, this is statistics that a lot of people don't know, but we know, love Emily, we're glad you're here at the dealership today. We would love for you to buy today. And the reason why we're saying that is because we know as soon as you drive off that lot, if you haven't bought from us, there's a very slim chance that you'll be back. Unfortunately, we have to be cognizant of that statistic and that's why some dealerships try to put their best foot forward. Now, in my case, the way I'm gonna put my best foot forward is a little bit different than other dealerships. I'm gonna give them enough information so they can make a detailed, consent, a, a confident decision and a detailed decision. Because I know the more information I give somebody, the better decision they're gonna make. Now, whether they buy from me or not will be their personal choice because they may or may not like the vehicle that I have. And it may or may not fit their budget. So if I've done my job in the beginning, I know I'll be successful in the end. Questions? Anybody? No, I think that makes sense. Okay. Emily, you want to close uh, with any thoughts here? I think that women, me, myself included, we hold the stigma a lot higher than it probably is when you go to buy a car. So I think if you want to buy a car, just go research like JP said and just go with confidence knowing that not every person is going to take advantage of you because if you live life like that, then you're just going to be a doormat. That's so true. you have to have more confidence in yourself and who you are so that way you're not. Teaching, teaching some life here too. I'm digging that. Yeah. I think I'm you nailed that. it, Emily. That's, that's so true. And I think that 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 statement that you said can actually be held in both parties, male and female. Because mm -hmm. you and I have alluded to this before, when you go to a dealership or a used car lot and you're that type of client that holds your cards close to your chest, hey Susan, when the car guy gets up and goes to the desk to get the numbers, I want you to act like you're sick when he gets back, okay? Just tell me you got a really bad headache. Now, I'm going to tell you, you may think that that's crazy, but I have actually had clients tell me that story. And this just happened last week. I had a client at my dealership, and I was selling them a vehicle, and they were so eluded and so excited about our experience that we gave them, he broke down and he told me some of his things that he would do to get out of a dealership. So, to go back to what Emily said, great statement. When you go and you do your research and you're confident and you go in whether you're a male or female, but today's focus is females, I think if you go into a dealership prepared, most salespeople are going to go, whoa, this uh, young lady is prepared. I better be prepared. It's time to do my homework and do a really good job. She knows what she wants. She knows what she wants to drive. She knows what her monthly payment's gonna be, so on and so forth. So 
If that's the case, then I better do my job. Now, just to let Emily know and my audience know that when you've done your research and you've done all this, and let's just say everything just goes completely awry from part one like we talked about, I want to reiterate, if everything's gone completely awry, have that confidence to just stand up and tell either the salesperson, the sales manager, or the owner of the dealership, uh, I think um, I'm gonna go home now <laughs> and I may call you back tomorrow and give you my decision or I may not. So if things have gone completely awry, have enough confidence to leave. There's, yes. there's nothing wrong with leaving a dealership. And I've heard these horror stories about car salesmen chasing cars down the car lot and just going, oh my God, if, if we could do this or this or this, would you buy? Please don't leave. Well, if that's the case, then you probably never should have went in there to start with. Like that stand grab that you buy in the arm right there, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that ain't even, that ain't happening. Emily, anything? I, I agree, just leave with yeah. confidence, you know? Yeah. So there you go, folks. Uh, part two is finished up, and uh, we are super, super excited to have Emily here, one of our first uh, full-time uh, co-hosts of the show. Uh, we wanted to kind of have an expert here. We want to thank you, Emily, for coming in. Indeed. It's been a pleasure and uh, just a joy having you here. Uh, thank you very much for Palace Coffee House and Emerald National Bank over here at the Summit location. Uh, we are awesome, awesome uh bank facility here and we'd love the opportunity to use the conference room so thank you to those guys any questions make sure you check the links in our bio for our podcast remember you can always email me text message me or phone call is just a few minutes away i'll be glad to answer the phone uh, and answer all your questions kevin anything buddy nope just palace and a and b have been great to us and thank emily for joining us to, on this go around so here we go. All right. Next time down the road, we'll see you guys. Peace okay. out. Yep, yep. Oh, and don't forget, Kevin, Ask a Car Guy is coming up any second, folks. Stand by.